This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to Straight Outta Marble, episode 68. It's your host, Kevin27, and I am back, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary listeners, with another fire episode and this here is the valentine's day special yes i'm doing this one for the lovers and hey i'm doing it for the people like me who won't be able to see their lover because you know gotta work or for the people for the lonely stoners out there or the lonely loners um who you know can't can't see their or don't have a loved one so regardless your boy Kevin27 is here to deliver on some goodness. And today's Valentine's Day special is the top 10 most romantic moments in the MCU. So make sure you give it a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Straight Out of Marvel. And please follow at KC Network 702 on Instagram and Twitter. Now, with that being said, let's hop into the list. So number 10, I'm going with T'Challa listening to Nakia, Black Panther. So while most of Black Panther focuses on T'Challa grieving his father's death and adjusting to his new status as the leader of Wakanda, there isn't much time for romance, but it is this moment where the two, when I say the two, I say T'Challa and Nakia are, you know, kind of chilling, talking amongst themselves. And, you know, she's actually, or he's actually hearing Nakia out and she's telling him like, yo, I don't agree with, you know, these politics that is going on here in Wakanda. I feel like it should be more opened up. So-and-so. And we don't get it like at this point, because I believe at this moment is when, uh, Killmonger pretty much interrupted everything and they had to find T'Challa, but it did set off like a, a spark in his head. It set off and I, and you know, at the end when he actually took back Wakanda and all of that good stuff, he actually ended up opening uh, Wakanda to the public. And not only that, that's when he also went back to Oakland and opened up some Wakanda shit there, too. So I just thought that that was a nice place to start it off. Number nine, the Eternals marriage scene. Eternals. So, of course, you guys, you know, you heard my top 10 moments from Eternals. Now the scene, the sex scene didn't make didn't make it as far as a top 10 moment, but it's definitely one of the most romantic moments in the MCU. I mean, Cersei and Icarus were on each other from the beginning, right? And all of that culminated to 7,000 years of love or however many years, 7, 2,000, I always forget. But lots of years, and you know, Icarus really loves Cersei because he wanted to indoctrinate himself in the culture of the people because Cersei wanted to. He got married. I th- I don't remember, but uh, 
he actually took on some other cultures just to be with Cersei. And he also was so in love with Cersei, he didn't want to break her heart and tell her, like, hey, you know, after all of this is done, we're not going to remember each other because we have a bigger goal, which is to serve Erishim, right? So with him doing that, it just goes to show you the romance and how deeply he felt for Cersei and how deeply Cersei felt for him. I mean, she waited for a while before she actually moved on. So, I mean, only I, only why I put it so low is just because it's so new. But I really enjoyed the Eternals marriage scene, aside from, uh, you know, little Sprite being a little jelly belly. But other than that, I mean, it definitely was great and it served its purpose. Number eight, Thor tells Mama Thor why Jane is so important. And this was a good scene. Honestly, was a standout in Thor the Dark World. I really enjoyed the scene because clearly uh, Jane was really going through it when she had the little red (laughs) <laughs> when she had the uh i think it was this i think it was one of the infinity stones but when she had that like all up in her in her like skin and shit and they pretty much like wanted to either kill her or send her back to earth and let her deal with it and thor was like no we're gonna help her here in asgard because we can i love her and because of my love no I'm not letting that go down. It's not happening like that. And you got to respect Thor and, you know, the love that he had for Jane. And it's just so romantic when you're talking to your mom about the love of your life. I mean, me as a person who always talks to my mom when it comes to my relationships, I can definitely understand because if mama don't understand Who else going to understand the love you have for such a beautiful woman such as Jane? And I definitely can't wait to see Thor Love and Thunder. That's coming up soon. This year, actually, it should be. Hopefully, ah, damn COVID. But hopefully that comes this year. So definitely looking forward to Thor 4. And that was my number eight most romantic moment in the MCU. Number seven, Quill dances with Gamora. Now, I really love this scene. Now, only why it didn't make my top 10 is because, um, why didn't it make my top 10? Because you guys know I really love Guardians. It especially in the last few years of guardians of the galaxy really grown on me, but I think it's just cause they're not my, one of my favorite couples because you kind of don't know what they are. Right. But it's so unclear. Then it's, I don't know, but you know, although Peter and Gamora might not be the best couple in the MCU, they've had adorable moments throughout the movies. And this scene with Star-Lord and Gamora is a funny yet intimate scene. 
that begins to elude a possible romance. And this scene ends with Gamora almost attacking him when she doesn't know what he's doing with his hips. But it's still fun in a cute moment, right? It's still fun. Like, I enjoyed it. You know, he put the music on there. She was catching a vibe. And I also say that that moment is paramount because when you see fast forward to Infinity War, Gamora's in the ship. She's singing the songs. She's the only one in Infinity War, or from so far from what I've seen. I mean, yeah, baby group. But as far as the adults, the only one I've seen really rocking out to Quill's tunes was Gamora. So that moment was paramount with him putting the headset over her ears and letting her get the smooth tones of Earth music, you know? So I just thought that was good. And it was a paramount moment, right? Number six, Captain America to Peggy before going on ice or going in the ice. Now, we all know that is one of the most iconic scenes because it really sets up with what happens in Endgame, right? So we have your man's Captain America pretty much about to sacrifice himself to save New York. And when he's sacrificing himself, when he's sacrificing himself, he calls Peggy because they was like, you know, pretty much flirting for most of the first Avenger movie. And then I'm trying to remember. I think they may have swapped a couple kisses, but I know for a fact that that moment he called her and told her, you know, I'm coming back for that dance. And it was a special moment. Now, did that moment get played out in What If? Sure. But that moment was very unique and very paramount because it sets up what happens in the next movie, which is Captain America, First Avenger, when, you know, he wakes up from the Avengers. And uh, yeah, because he wakes up at the end of the first Avenger and that goes into uh, the Avengers and he realizes like, damn, I had a date. I was gone for how long was it going? Like 80 years, some crazy shit like that. So when you look at it from that perspective, you see how it even sets up in the uh, Winter Soldier, because now when they finally reunite. She's an old-ass woman. It's been so long. Like, he, she didn't even remember meeting him in, like, the next two minutes. And then she ends up dying in, I believe it was Civil War? Yeah, she ended up dying. So, very sad. But that moment, before he went into the ice, was a beautiful moment. I really enjoyed it. And it's really one of the most special scenes, not top five for me, but right on the brink, right on the brink, right on the brink. What do you guys feel about the first six so far? Let me know what you think at KC Network 702. Are some of these ranked too high or too low? Let me know. And um, if you have any romantic moments, let's keep it here. On Valentine's Day, let's keep it here. 
we don't gotta, you know, don't don't hit. Me. I mean, I guess if you you can hit me up whenever, but you know, it would be kind of wild. Hit me up like a week later, like, yeah, my most romantic moment is ah, uh, looking ass. So yeah, man, just let me know. All right, now let's hop into the top five. Number five, Loki and Sylvie causes a Nexus event. Now, I was a little skeptical at first with putting this on the list. But when I was reminded that this scene was so huge and opening the multiverse and all of this stuff, I had to really take a step back and think about, oh, yeah. So remember, Loki and Sylvie on Lamentis, and we all know what happened on Lamentis. They chose the worst apocalypse because no one's ever made it out of this apocalypse alive. Lamentis won, I believe, that wrong. And the moon is falling down. Or, or was it? Oh, no. I think Lamentis. Yeah, Lamentis is a moon and it's Earth falling on the moon. Or, yeah, I, I believe so. It's a planet falling on the moon, regardless. <sighs> Vice versa. You know what I mean. Um, and they're just going through all of this stuff. And when they realize that they are about to die because they are trying to get to this train that's going to leave. And when they realize the train is donezo, collapsed, blown up. They actually said, you know what? We're just going to take the L and die. And Loki pretty much starts to confess his love for Sylvie and the love that he has for Sylvie. Now, this is only why I thought it was controversial because I don't feel like Sylvie has the same love for him. But if you just look at scenes, moments, this is, I feel, in my humble opinion, a top five romantic scene. It caused a Nexus event. It gave the timeline a boner. A Ralph Boner, if you will. So when you look at it from that perspective, yes, I think it was a top five moment. And that moment was so strong, it saved Sylvie and Loki from dying on Lamentis. And because they didn't die, it opened up the multiverse and we got Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield in the movie. I'm just saying. Now, um... <laughs> Now, back to uh, what I was saying, though. Very good. Very good top five moment. Very beautiful. Now, I do feel like Sylvie stabbed him in the back. But then I don't because maybe Loki stabbed him in the back because she came to do what she came to do. And that was kill um, the head nigga in charge. And we all know who that was. Kang, Kang, Kang. He who remains. So, shout out Sylvie and Loki. Definitely a top five scene. I'm rolling with it. Number four. Spider-Man kisses MJ on the bridge from Far From Home. So, we all know what was going on in Far From Home, right? Now, only why I thought it was a little cringe because... 
in the first movie, the homecoming, like MJ and Spider-Man had no chemistry whatsoever together. She didn't, it didn't seem like she really cared for him. And it didn't seem like he really cared for her. Like he was into Liz. I don't know. I, I really wish Liz would have stayed around. Uh, MJ was great though. Don't get me wrong. Zendaya, beautiful lady or beautiful young lady. And she killed it in No Way Home. But Far From Home, I just kind of felt like the relationship was rushed. But nevertheless, the moment where they met on a bridge after Spider-Man takes down Mysterio, because Mysterio was trying to kill everybody to become a superhero, he was faking the funk. He was going McMillions. He was going... uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's scamming. We all know what Mysterio is. He's a super scammer. Talk about superhero, super villain. You a super scammer. He's like a Nigerian prince. <laughs> um, when we see what's going on with him and everything that he has going on, he's trying to, you know, get Peter Parker all fucked up. And I just thought it was good that he ended up taking him down. But what I also thought what was romantic about this scene was after all that just happened, she still kissed him on the bridge. And yes, it was awkward because it's teenage love. You guys know, you remember teenage love. I know my, I know uh, the graphic, a little, what, what we at, 25 to 30, that's our biggest listeners. But you guys remember, you guys remember teenage love. It was a little awkward. You didn't know if you can grab the button, cuff it. You know, you didn't you didn't know how how far on the inside of the thigh you should go. You know, I'm just saying, let's just keep it real. So I really love that. Uh, especially after he was chasing her the whole damn movie. It was it was a little, it was a little, that's why I say it was a little weird because he wasn't feeling MJ and it just out of nowhere in his movie he was on her. But regardless, I still love that scene. And the necklace, it was broken, but she said, that's how I like it. Like, like it fits me and it does, it fits her character. Like when she was saying she's not sarcastic and no way home and all of that shit, it fits her character. A broken necklace is so MJ. So you gotta love that scene, right? You gotta love it. Number three. When Wu meets his wife, Shang-Chi. Now, of course, you guys already know that this is a top five, top three moment, romantical moment in the MCU. And that's on period poo. Because, I mean, come on. It was so beautiful. The colors, the lighting, everything was just so great about when Wu meeting his wife. And, you know, just to set the whole scenario when, with him pulling up to the magical forest and, you know, you're like, hey, let me back there. And she was like, bro, I don't care about none of them rings, none of what you got. And she whooped his ass. And honestly, it didn't even look like she broke a sweat. Like, he gave his all. He sent 10 rings to her 
She sent him back with full force, dumped his ass in a puddle, and had him looking stupid. But he probably was looking stupid, but he was feeling them butterflies on the inside. And you got to think, when Wu had been alive for like hundreds of years, never met a woman that beautiful that took his, that just took his eyes like that. So when you look at it from that bird's eye view, I think that is definitely a top three moment. And it's definitely a moment like when she was twirling his ass around. That moment I've seen so many times on Twitter, like this was the moment he fell in love. And honestly, it was like the moment I fell in love with the movie. Like I thought it was dope watching like Wen Wu to start off. But for some reason, that that romance scene right there, the beautiful sounds and everything, it really got me locked in. And then especially when you see, you know, how they actually end up having the two kids and everything was just so great how that scene started. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely a top three moment for me. What say you? Number two. Nice to meet you. Number two. Pepper Potts gets saved by Iron Man. Iron Man 2. So for those who haven't seen Iron Man 2 in a while, let me give you a little refresher. We all know what was going on with uh, Whiplash and Whiplash. And uh, what was what was that guy name? Uh, oh, uh, Hammer. Yeah, Mr. Hammer Industries, the first gay person in the MCU. Don't let them tell you it was Fastos. Um, we actually seen that Whiplash finagled his way into uh, getting all these machines from uh, Hammer. And then, you know, you know how they do the big old fight scenes at the end. But it was one of those damn things that was actually about to blow Pepper Potts the fuck up. But who came to save the day? Because you already know the first thing on Tony Stark mind, Pepper Potts, Miss Potts. And she was freaking out. But I think she actually quit. Like she was like, no, this is too much for me. But just that moment, it was it was really a great moment for me. And I really like that was like I'm trying to I know a lot of people hate on Iron Man 2. I love Iron Man 2. And I feel like that part sealed the deal. Clearly it was the end, but you know, man, you gotta have the 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 love story and his love story is with Pepper Potts. And to me, that is just so significant because she actually ended up having this child. So, I mean, come on. That was a great scene for me because just in that instance, he was there. And I would actually say that could rival, even though I wouldn't put it on there, but it could rival the moment, you know, in Iron Man 3 when they blew the house up, even though only why I wouldn't say it because he put them in harm's way, but you know, him making sure the Iron Man suit got on Pepper Potts before, you know, she fell to the ground. So make sure she was safe 
rather than him being saved. Because certain people might have thought, let me get the Iron Man suit off so I can save my girl. But he was like, no, I'm going to give her the Iron Man suit. So um, I would say it were, it could rival it, um, but no. And only why I say no, because you don't give your address with your wife in it or your girl in it at the time. Just a no-no. That's a young money, cash money, no-no. So now that we get into the end of the list, y'all know what I got, man. I got some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. So how about the Valkyrie sacrifice? So Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok has a flashback scene where she remembers fighting Hela alongside the other Valkyrie fighters. It's a beautifully shot scene that conveys the heartbreak Valkyrie feels as all of her fellow warriors are killed by Hela. There's a moment in the flashback where Valkyrie has a connection with one of the other fighters, and Valkyrie actor Tessa Thompson has said that she views this character as Valkyrie's partner as she watches as she sacrifices herself to hide Valkyrie from Hela, making her the one survivor of the battle. Uh, Credit screen ran on that, too. So, clearly, I mean, I thought it was a good scene. It could have probably made it at number 10, but I was like, eh. I thought the uh, T'Challa one was a little more impactful than that one. And uh, because she took that second chance and when it became an alcoholic. So, no. Tony proposing to Pepper. And this was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, initially, this was going to be on the list. But then I thought, nah, I think th- I thought the moment was too minuscule. Clearly, it was a big moment, but we didn't get to see the proposal. And it was out of nowhere because, you know, after Spider-Man retrieved the. Uh, excuse me, guys. After Spider-Man retrieved the stolen goods from the Vulture. Iron Man was like, OK, we're going to make you an official Avenger. But Spider-Man turned it down. And he was like, that was another test, right? That's what I was supposed to do. And Iron Man was like, yeah, sure, sure. And he was like, damn, what are we supposed to tell these people? We got this big-ass press conference. And then, of course, Happy whips out a ring that he's been holding in his pocket since 2008, which I know Iron Man got a little more uh, class and, uh, than that. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he just proposed to her with that ring and then went her bought her something chunky. But um, I I thought it could have made the list because it was nice. It was spontaneous. But eh, honorable mention, honorable mention. Hey, y'all remember that Drake song? <laughs> that shit was funny. Yo, I seen them put Steve saving Bucky. Yo, we not finna do that. That's not romantic. He's just saving the bros. There's nothing romantic about that. Come on, fam. Oh, and I did think um when... Uh, Hank Pym linked back up with his wife. That was pretty romantic. So I'll throw that in there for an honorable mention as well. Um, yeah, I'll throw that in there for an honorable mention too. Didn't make my top 10, but I did think about it. And yeah, Hank Pym reuniting with his wife after her sacrifice to save him and the daughter. That actually could have been, man, that could have been top 10. I ain't gonna lie. 
I could have been top 10. But what but what would I take out, you guys? Like, what would you would you put that in for anyone? Because I actually feel like that's a good one. But I like I like my list, man. I like my list. Okay, so number one, Wanda and Vision Infinity War. When Vision sacrificed himself for the Mind Stone. Now, I'm not going to lie, man. This is the most romantic scene in all of Marvel. And I'm not even bullshitting. No kizzy. No fucking kizzy. The scene was so important to me. You know, now, I already had it. Some type of feeling. Some t- I already was already feeling some type of way. Because I felt like they should have just snatched that damn Mind Stone out of Vision forehead in the beginning. Hey, man, we're talking about half the universe here. Get rid of that damn Soul Stone or Mind Stone, whatever you want to call it. (sighs) But I just thought when he asked Wanda to do it and sacrifice him and she didn't want to do it. And he said, don't worry, Wanda. You can't hurt me. I just feel you. Oh, my God. It's all right. You could never hurt me. I just feel you. It made me fucking melt melt into my movie theater seat. I'm not even going to lie. And we already know Paul Bettany is like the guy. When we talking about like, and you already know, the British accent. All of that shit, it just makes it sound more um, eloquent. And I don't know why that is about a British accent. What is about British accents that sounds so just eloquent? But, you know, I just thought it was so cool. And especially the little journey that we've seen Wanda envision on from ever since uh, Age of Ultron, which they didn't have too much, but... Clearly, in um, Civil War, we already know. Uh, a pinch of paprika. Like, all of that shit. I mean, Vision was so sprung on her, he shot Rhodey out of the damn sky. I mean, he made Rhodey lose his legs, not even paying attention, sniffing up Wanda's butt crap. So, and then, obviously, you see that Vision turned into a white man for Wanda in Infinity War and she lost the accent like it was just all kind of crazy shit that happened in Infinity War and for it all to culminate with Wanda blasting the soul stone out of his head it was just perfect because it was just what had to be done and it's like will you kill your partner to save half the universe even for a chance at it. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's really tough. Now, me, on the other hand, I would sacrifice myself for half the universe. And if my girl had to do it, of course, yeah, you do it. But what I do it, I don't know. You guys let me know what you think. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I really love that scene. It's so beautiful. I just feel you like that shit is just give me, I got goosebumps right now. So 
That is my top 10 most romantic moments in the MCU. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you agree with, what you disagree with. And um, hit me with some more some romantic moments that I might have missed. Please let me know. Don't be afraid to hit your boy up at the KC Network 702 on Instagram and Twitter. Them inboxes always open. Them DMs always open. Do not be afraid. And give a five-star rating if you enjoyed this. And um, it's your boy, Kevin27, man. I, you know, hey, man, I really enjoy doing this podcast for you guys. And like I said, it helps when I know I'm not just talking to myself. Uh, the numbers have been pretty much or I said the numbers have been staying consistent since I've been doing this by myself. So I really appreciate you guys for always coming out and showing up for your boy, Kevin 27, because straight out of Marvel, we still a family, you know, all the time, man. So I'm going to keep bumping out, pumping out content, Uh new Dr. Strange trailer, official trailer just dropped. Uh, we'll be talking about that coming up soon. So stay tuned. More shit will be dropping on this platform. And I will be dropping the full uh, Peacemaker uh, review. Uh, and I'm going to drop it on this platform. And it will be straight out of comics. Some, You know, I'm going to do something, some shit like that. It's going to be something like that. And I will drop it on this platform. And it would just be bonus episodes. Straight out of Marvel is all about Marvel shit. But I am going to drop more comic book shit on this platform because it's comic shit. So you guys stay tuned. More coming ahead. And uh, be on the lookout for talking about the Doctor Strange uh, official trailer because it it, it looks kind of crazy. So thanks for tuning in, you guys. I appreciate you coming out. It's your boy, Kevin27. Believe until you make believers.